Hello, I'm Kieran Lynch and welcome to Ovicast, the Chagas Sheep Podcast. Each episode will bring you less insights, advice and technical updates for the sheep industry. Now, after a number of difficult weeks, conditions appear to be turning the corner and may provide an opportunity to get grazing back on track. We'll join in this episode by Dr. Philip Crichton to discuss some of the key steps in order to achieve this over the coming weeks. We discussed the grazing targets, fertilizer type and application rates for the coming weeks, with Philip emphasised the need to boost supplies that appear to very high demand on farms. He also highlights the need to put a plan in place to make a proportion of high quality silage and replenish stocks that were depleted this spring. We finish up the episode discussing grazing groups, batching up and terrestrial periods in grazing paddocks. We start off however with Philip highlighting the impact that the recent conditions have had on sheep systems. Yeah, sure, look at Kieran. It's 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 been it's been a very challenging uh, <clears throat> six weeks, really. I suppose getting through lemon and you know we talk about grazing management a lot and that, but it's been a it's been a case of surviving the last while. And uh, you know, in terms of you know, it's been extremely difficult. Whether on young lambs, you know, trying to get shelter and even with shelter, you know, driving rain and wind and frost and snow in places. So um, you know, it's been about surviving and and just trying to alter the. The plan as much as possible you know grass utilization was poor you know sheep were sheep were were, were marking ground never mind cattle so you know it's 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 been about really just trying to get through as best we can Um, thankfully you know the sun is starting to shine again now so it's about maybe trying to regroup and and, and get back to where we should be or, or trying to trying to get back on track i suppose um from 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 where we've come from no, I think it looks something we touched on before. Any of us would have swapped for every from Ash, whether so we would, it was extremely difficult. I suppose, and this is a bit of a generalization, but there is variation right across the country. In terms of where we are at the moment, it's going to have to depend on how we got through grazing, whether we had enough supply or not. And again, as you touched on, utilization was extremely poor. Maybe just to recap on some of it, at this stage of the season, we're now in the middle of April. From a grazing point of view, Philip, we're talking we should really be in the second rotation. Money will be there, not necessarily by choice, but in a more ideal scenario, Philip, you might just set the scene for us. Where should we be from a grazing point of view at the moment? For really sure. large level <clears throat> as, as as you say there, Kieran, I suppose in, in a normal situation, um a lot of a lot of flocks for 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 March lambing flocks would have been kind of getting into the end of, of their first grazing rotation, starting their second grazing rotation now. Um, <clears throat> I suppose due to the way the weather was, I suppose in a lot of cases maybe there was there was delayed turnout. Sheep, a lot of sheep had to be held in sheds, you know, where they were available, you know, for 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 longer periods in March. Then when they did go out, um, you know, it wasn't so simple. Maybe rotating them around and and changes had to be made there. So again, as you say, there's big variation. Some some farms, I suppose, were able to you know keep 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 grazing, you know within reason to some sort of planned degree um other other farms maybe not so much um a lot of supplement had to go in and look rightly you know yours were under pressure you know there was a good bit of tetany around in that in the, in the cold weather um so if there was grass on the farm maybe there's still you know some grass built up ahead of them um but then with utilization being so so bad you know, sheep were moving through the farm faster, maybe in a lot of cases, just trying to reduce damage and keep keep grass into them. Um, so it's going to have to be a kind of a assess where you're at, you know, where are you compared to where you'd normally be? Um, what sort of grass is available? I suppose uh, uh, something that, that, that was, uh, you know, occurring out on farms, you know, there was very little fertilizer spread so far. And look at, to be fair, 
that was that was due to the weather in a lot of cases. Um, you know, we couldn't really spread. There was no real available weather for spreading in for the most of the month of March and and really for for April up until up until now. Um, you know, the last couple of days maybe things have improved. Um, but that wasn't there. So I suppose, again, depending on farms, maybe some farms in drier areas might have got a little bit out the end of February, early March before the weather broke. Um, if they didn't, they didn't really have a chance up to now. So that's going to have a knock on effect. There could be, you know, very low grass covers available on some farms. Um, and, 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 and that's something we're going to have to address as well, like, you know. So, so we ha- we have that bit of a mixture in it. So we've ones that were able to hold up maybe for longer, maybe aren't well through that first rotation. And for a lot then it was a case of chasing the tail, getting through it. Yeah. And the fact the fertilizer ones out there, that regrowth is slowed. If we maybe just talk about the fertilizer story for a minute. So look, March was a write-off for the vast yeah. majority. You know, February, yeah, we had dry conditions, maybe a bit early. Some didn't go kind of hedging their bets. And again, there was in reality in the market that price drop we've seen in fertilizer on anticipation that probably slowed up purchasing on farms as well. Certainly maybe they didn't go with as much as they would have in previous years. In situations, Philip, where there hasn't been spread yet or minimal fertilizer has been spread, that is going to have started to restrict growth at this stage of the season. We have an opportunity if this weather's improving now to go with it. Talk to me a little bit about how much we're going with, kind of response we're going to see at the moment and the need to go with fertilizer at this stage as demand starts to increase. Yeah, so that's it exactly here. And so I suppose if in in situations where fertilizer hasn't gone out, you know, there may have been a certain amount of grass available. That is definitely going to be requiring uh, nitrogen at this stage. Now, as temperatures rise and as growth potential increases, uh, you know, you have your you have your moisture, you have your longer day length. Now you have a long you have your improved temperatures. So the limiting factor will be will be nitrogen. Um, so. I suppose look at again depending on stocking rates and demands and that, but you'd be looking at the requirement for for somewhere between fifteen to twenty five units um to the acre. You know, somewhere between your twenty to thirty kilos to the to the hectare of nitrogen really needs to be going out onto grazing ground to try and match, um you know, requirements for to to to, to get that grass growing. And I suppose <clears throat> we have to remember like that you know we're in the middle of April now. Um, you know that we could have. We could have um if we don't capitalize on kind of what happens in 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 April May and June you know that's our peak growing growing months um and if we miss that window you know that that's going to have an impact um as we move into maybe talking about um you know conserving silage um for for next winter and you know we're, we could argue we're still not out of this winter but like we have to be thinking ahead um and the fear i suppose will be that with, with tight grass supplies on many farms not much fertilizer spread up to date um that you know that'll push out silage harvesting as well uh for winter feed and and we could have a, a an issue on our hands going into next winter so we, we need to be conscious of that as well like no, and I think it's important point you touch on, like I'm very conscious when we're talking about this, that there is still stock lately in and out place, particularly mixed farms with cattle as well. There's still silage being fed and look at, in some cases, the ground conditions still aren't just suitable at the moment to go with it, but there needs to be a plan in place this week on. We need to start planning getting this out and looking to push long grass. Yeah, and I suppose the, the, the thing to remember then, you know, absolutely we need to get fertiliser out for to, to keep grass in front of us for grazing. The silage, um, you know, it is maybe getting uh, a little bit later now, you know, whether it's going to take a bit longer for ground to dry out, depending on where people are in that. So I suppose we have to be conscious then of making a plan in terms of, you know, 
what are we going to cut? When are we going to cut it? Um, making sure that we've planned ahead for to have some amount of high quality silage made. The, the risk would be, I suppose, that we um, we we were late putting out fertilizer for silage, which means we're late cutting for silage, which knock on effects in terms of silage quality. So it may be now that we select an area and we say, right, we're going to reduce back the the fertilizer a bit. You know, maybe sixty to eighty units. To, to, to still target that, that cutting by the end of May, that we have some high quality stuff. And maybe then if we have to allow some some area to bulk up another bit, you know, depending on stock type and requirement, um, that would that would be something that we could look at now this week, that we uh, we, we don't leave ourselves with a, a late silage harvest of, of lower quality feed and have, 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 have no high quality feed, which has a knock-on effect in terms of the concentrate bill for next winter as well. You know, and you, you're touching something else, like stocks on a lot of farms are going to be dwindled, if not depleted in a lot of cases. So there is the need to put that back again. Yeah. You touched there on the amount and the rate going out. The type of fertiliser we use for the moon, Philip, any comment on that or suggestions? Well, sure, I suppose, um, look at it, price is still an issue. Um, and people, rightly, I suppose, were, were, were holding back maybe a little bit early on in terms of committing to, you know, the higher prices. Prices have come back to a certain degree in, in most areas now. Look, at they're still not back to where we, we would have been two years ago. But um, at this stage now, we, we, you know, it's still a cheaper alternative to, to be putting out uh, fertilizer where it's needed than, you know, leaving ourselves either tight on grass for grazing and having to put in high levels of concentrate, which is also quite high in price. Um, or leaving a sales tight for, for winter feed for next winter. So in terms of value, look at uh, your protected urea is still on a per unit of nitrogen basis. It's still better value. You could be, you know, you could be 30, over 30% cheaper um, per unit of nitrogen buying your, your, your protected urea product versus the likes of your traditional can product or whatever. Um, I suppose depending on, you know, P&K requirements and that, we can get some of these protected urea products now with K in them as well. So if you have your soil test done and, and you know that you have K uh, requirements there or, or, you know, you have your K requirements for, for your silage ground, which, you know, cutting any ground where we're cutting and, and removing for, for conservation, that's going to have a high K requirement. So we could incorporate some of that and get better value. They're all expensive, but some of them are going to give you more more value than others. Um, and then I suppose remember, and I suppose some of your to get maybe some sulfur out as well in terms of um you know your requirements for that and um, both for your grazing and your and your uh, silage ground as well and that that's important like we're talking about going portion we're looking to protect urea and then targeting the compounds based on eat and as you touch on there sulfur is something that has shown to be more increasingly important in recent years so we need to put more effort into yeah and i suppose maybe if we go back a, a number of years like maybe there wasn't as big of a emphasis on it i suppose we've 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 moved on a long way in the environmental space maybe there's, there's, there's not much sulfur emissions or that going on anymore in some of the areas that maybe we traditionally would have had some deposition or whatever so um there, there there is a requirement there for it and where it's not applied you know you probably are limiting the efficiency of of your nitrogen that you're applying so you just have to have to watch the the the, the amounts that's going out there as well Look, you mentioned this earlier on, we're heading into peak growing months. We need to really capitalise late April, early May, start of June with capitalising on growth. In terms of demand from the sheep point of view, though, Philip, like lambs at this stage, we're looking seven, eight week old lambs. In some cases, they're starting to push on. Demand in those grazing groups is going to increase. I know there might be this anticipation when growth takes off, it'll go out of control. But our demand within the grazing groups is going to really rock it on. For farms that may be tight at the moment, 
they will be a little bit of chasing their tail if we don't have that to drive it on. Yeah, and it's what <clears throat> we're hitting peak. Um, we're starting to hit the peak demand for grass now because, as you say, Kieran, yos have kind of gone past peak milk in a lot of cases are are at it now for you know depending on when the land whether it was early march or mid march are kind of hitting the peak there now uh, in terms of milk production but the lambs then are going to start eating more grass and you know where where the yaws demand might drop a little bit as as she comes off peak milk the lambs demand is only going to keep increasing so we're really from 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 now on mid-april to, to to weaning time really um you're going to have a fairly consistent um high demand there for for, for grass um if if we're in a tight situation at the moment and people feel that you know they're they're they're, they're going to be chasing their tail and 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 they're going to run out of grass or whatever um you know the, the supplement maybe to slow things down a little bit and again that's going to depend on if 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 we're at the point where yours were more early march lambing and they're gone past peak milk that supplement is better going into lambs um in the form of creep feed or whatever um if yours were slightly later lambing in march and they're still going to get a response from from supplement feed maybe that's enough to slow them down for a week or two to allow this better conditions to to, to just to let grass get a little bit ahead of us and um, then they maybe maybe that's the, the appropriate strategy to take but i suppose people are going to have to assess and i suppose look at i know everybody's not into maybe measuring grass and that but at the moment we'll be saying that we need about 15 to 20 days ahead of us in terms of feed available on the farm in terms of grass so a lot of us will be able to maybe tell how many days we get with a group of sheep on a particular field even without putting very exact figures on it um and i suppose if we're below that kind of if we ballpark at the moment we say three weeks um you know allowing that conditions are improving a lot and temperatures are coming up a lot that will reduce down we'd want to be on the lower end of that 15 days maybe by 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 the end of the month but um you know just make a call on that and you're better to slow things down a little bit and give it time to recover than to run out of grass completely because it'll it'll take twice as long to get back on track then no, we have to, and we have to bear in mind we have to start closing up ground for silage as well, and we have no. to get silage cl- ground closed up as well. Exactly. So, I mean, it's not just that we have all the ground available. We need to be, we need to make sure we've all the bases covered. Yeah, I think there's that fear of things getting ahead at the moment, but look, closing it off, but it'll be for bills. I know not everywhere suitable, but where you have suitable areas, close them out. There's a solution at that end of it. There's a better way to be than on the tight side of things. Just maybe in terms of grazing targets, just let's hope, fingers crossed. We get normal conditions resuming this drier weather coming in. Take me through pre-grazing, post-grazing, kind of target residency period at the moment, Philip. Yeah, so I suppose, look at, again, under normal conditions, you'd be saying, ideally going in there around 8 centimetres, somewhere around 1,200 kilos um, coming out. Look, the ideal, and this is where it's going to be different this year, the ideal would have been that we would have been grazing down to three and a half or four centimetres for the first first rotation to kind of clean out the base of the sward and set it up for for, 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 for now on, you know, as we say, as lambs start grazing to make sure that it's clean regrowths. In in a lot of cases, that just wasn't possible. It was a case of just keep the sheep moving and, you know, don't let them damage ground, you know, keep them fed um, in, in mucky, wet conditions. Um, so, there's going to be a fair bit of maybe having to go back over ground and trying to graze them out um, maybe to that kind of level now to, to, to get the clean regrowth again for, for the subsequent rotation. So it's going to begin be a kind of an assess what each field is, is like really or what happened to them in the previous grazing um, and just try and get them cleaned out as best as you can in this. Hopefully this drier weather will stay um, and that will encourage, you know, good clean leafy regrowth for, for subsequent rotations when lambs are really going to be consuming high high amounts of grass 
it's, it's going to have a big impact on quality in subsequent rotations. Yeah, and like the 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 thing about it at the moment is the player, you know, grass wasn't cleaned out or whatever. That if that's not cleaned out again now on the second grade, then it could start getting quite stemmy and poor quality very quickly. So yeah, um, you're going to have to address it in other means. Yeah. So I suppose, Philip, look, our first focus is if the weather conditions are there, fertiliser hasn't gone out, it's something we need to address now. Probably one other area to touch on is looking at that grazing setup. Well, that will have gone maybe with the first dose or going with it. You know, they need to start batching up, getting the grazing rotation established. Maybe it wasn't that easy in that bad weather in March. You know, those groups maybe spread around that normally would have been grouped earlier, but that's going to have a knock-on impact too on getting that graze outs achieved and keeping that level of performance and that residency period achieved. Definitely here and yeah, and I suppose look at we said it at the start there. I think the rule book was thrown out the window really the last few weeks in terms of you know we we'd be saying bash up and that, but it was a case of trying to keep lambs alive and that was you know get them shelter wherever you could and maybe minimise the pressure on on wetter ground and that maybe grouping up wasn't maybe the easiest thing to do. But again, I suppose the quicker we can group up now as conditions improve, it'll make it easier to manage the grass and it'll make it easier to, to maximise the regrowths as well in terms of as as we get through ground. That there, what we don't want is, is sheep everywhere because again, it'll slow the regrowths um, if, if people are under pressure. So again, it's, it's reacting to the conditions now as best we can and, and hopefully we can get back on track. Yeah, fingers crossed, maybe the second half of April will be a bit kind to us. Philip Luck, good having you on. Thanks, Kieran. Okay, we'll leave it there for this week's episode. As Philip has highlighted, it's important to get things back on track. Hopefully conditions continue to improve and it'll help us achieve this. Having a plan in place for your fertilizer applications, closing up for silage and getting your grazing group set up are some of the key steps we need to focus on for the coming weeks. That's it for me for this episode. Again, for updates from our sheep program, keep an eye on our Twitter page at Chagger Sheep. I'm Kieran Lynch. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us for more episodes.